The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Vimpo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And it's the Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. And boy, do we have a big show planned for you today. In fact, all sorts of guests stopping by. Uh, We've got someone from right out there in Provo, Provo, uh, Salt Lake City to be exact, from the Trib, that's going to check in with us and take us behind enemy territory. Kevin Reynolds joins us at 420 today. And then uh, we've got uh, we've got a really we've got a great former Baylor receiver at 440. And then I'm way into tennis right now. Aaron, I don't know how much you're catching on this of the uh, and I'm not really tweeting about it that much, but I have I have been watching a lot of the U.S. Open and then even players that I typically don't watch that much of. Uh, I, I, I just am way, way into it. And it was intriguing, of course, to see the end of uh, Serena's career. Now, she play, may play some more tennis, but I think this is her last major she's planning to play in. But it's basically she is heading into retirement. So we've said goodbye to her. But the, the, the big draw now uh, is on the men's side, and that is Nick Kyrgios. And he is one of the most entertaining, I mean, any sport. You think about soccer, football, basketball, this guy is entertaining. I mean, he throws his racket. He is a modern-day John McEnroe. He's got a lot of that in him. He'll holler at his box, the people up in that are supposed to be supporting him. He'll scream at them a little bit. He'll scream at the chair umpire. He'll do weird stuff. The other night, uh, he was going to win a point. Somebody returned one up in the air, and it wasn't even really going to get to the other side. And I think he was going to win that particular game. And he w- ran over to it and hit it. And just being trying to be funny. And, of course, he lost the point because of that. And it is uh, Medvedev was who he was playing. And I believe Medvedev is Russian. And some of the Russians have not been allowed to play because of the conflict, uh, the war. They declared war on Ukraine, obviously. And um, so Medvedev is getting to play in the U.S. Open, but he's no longer in it because Kyrgios from Australia uh, put him away. Aaron, have you been your man that likes some late-night sports, some activities? You also love to... Uh, draft all sorts of, and Aaron remind me at some point I've got to tell you my entire fantasy team yeah I know me, our audience is dying to know I want to grade it. It. yeah oh thank you yeah yeah I'd like for you to I think that would be good um to to grade Mosley's fantasy football team and I also Aaron you'd be grading Mason Griffin my longtime pal and attorney in the Dallas Fort Worth area who went to one of my college fraternity brothers okay 
because it's Team Griff Moe. And uh, we, uh, we had to deal with the fact, uh, nobody's ever really put it to me like this, but uh, in our 29 years of draft history, we have never won the draft. We are one of only a couple of <laughs> teams that have never won. And people have come and gone. There's somebody, Lee, uh, maybe Trey Darwin and Jay Watkins, ha- ha- their team, they may have about seven titles. I mean, generally, it's the people who have too much time on their hands and they're executing trades and they're all over, you know, making sure uh, uh, to, to get their roster set. And by about week four, my team, we're just like, we're not even looking anymore. I mean, I can't even get on the website, Aaron. But um, I'll try to get a copy of whoever we ended up taking. I will say, Aaron, I think you would be pleased Early on, we got a combination. We got a really good combination. We got um, the the guy from the Vikings. It's such a great receiver, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yeah, good yeah. pick. Okay, very he was good. Ni- we were we we picked the ninth, had the ninth pick overall, and we got a receiver and a running back. And and right now the running back is escaping me. Okay, that's how plugged in I am to my team, but I'll look into it. But uh, it's going to be a uh, Golly, that's, we, we'll do that. I'll, I'll look that up, see if Mason will send me our team here, and then you can check it. Now, late, we did kind of lose focus, as, as <laughs> tends to happen. And, you know, that's when you're like, hey, it's your turn to go. Come on, come on. Who do you want? It's like 10th round, right? Now, very late in the action, we did get somebody named Sky. Aaron, I don't know if you, you that name rings a bell. He may be a rookie. Sky S-K-Y. Moore, he's a rookie receiver for the Chiefs. Yeah, he's. I've I have him on a couple of teams. Okay, I wouldn't expect a lot early in the year, but I think he will be really good as the year progresses. It's a good pick. We got him. We got him late. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I explained to the guys, that's what research <laughs> doing your work ahead of time puts you in position to draft like that. Now, I'm, I'll give our people, our listeners, permission just this once to talk about their fantasy teams. I, I don't care who you pick first because that's easy. First round, if you screwed that one up, then I'm sorry. You should just stop playing, uh, oh, Aaron, today I got the text, the dreaded text from the Commissioner Browning saying, Mosley, um, how do you intend to pay? I mean, I prefer, I'd prefer not to, but, you know, every year the – the entry fee has gone up. You talk about throwing money into the wind, Aaron. This is it, every, every year. It's about one of the worst investments I make is uh, is fantasy. Here's what I'm going to allow our listeners to do, though. This is a uh, this is the CNC Collision Center text line. Give me your best pick, the one you're proudest of. It could even be a late round pick. But what's the pick? And it could be first round, if, if but I, I just kind of like the value picks. What's the pick of all the different drafts you're involved in? What's the pick you're proudest of? And we'll read some of these on the air, so put your name to it. Don't be hiding out there. This is not time to become anonymous. Uh, the, the number is 254-662-1660. That's 254-662. 1660 the 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 pick you were proudest of now Aaron I would say proudest all time 
And I think my man, Mason Griffin, and I've overruled him on a lot of picks over the years, but I kind of like what he did this one year. We picked, you don't usually want to stock up on rookies. We picked Edge, Edgerin James, his rookie season, and he went crazy for the Colts that year. Remember that, Aaron? I mean, it was like. I do, yeah. I bet he ran for, I bet he ran for 1,400 yards and 16, 17 touchdowns, maybe more. Maybe even more than that. It was a remarkable year, and we had the great edge. Edgerin James, a guy who, for the first four or five years of his career, he was putting up Hall of Fame-type numbers, and then injuries and other things just kind of his, his career kind of petered out. But, man, those were the days. All right, Aaron, as we uh, continue on, some sad news today. And, again, we'll talk about this with one of this coach's former players at 440, we're going to be joined by Dominique Ziegler, who was a really fine receiver for the Bears from about, yeah, that would have been 2003 through 2006, I think, is when Ziegler would have been doing his thing. But uh, the coach of, of those teams, uh, Guy Morris, has passed away. News. Uh, started to spread today i believe the first place i saw it was from maybe a uh, <clears throat> a kentucky website and uh they they obviously knew about uh, coach morris because he was the head coach at kentucky also had a, a really good fine nfl career was taken in the second round from tcu by the philadelphia eagles and um just uh i liked him i mean i i always did i i think he died at age 71, I think I, I just was reading earlier today. Um, I, you know, Baylor had a horrible uh, run right leading up to that. They had Dave Roberts, they had Kevin Steele, uh, Chuck Reedy before all that. The post-TAF era was not good. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a mighty struggle. And while Guy Morris didn't have a great run in terms of winning – he did bring some respectability back, and I, I just – he was a big old, huge, you know, former lineman, big dude, and I just kind of thought he brought some credibility back to the program. I mean, he didn't win as many games as he wanted to. I would say that one year, and uh, Sean Bell and the guys kind of almost broke through. I think that year they finished 5-6. and six. That would have been either 2005 or 2006, probably 2006. And but the but the one we'll always remember, Aaron, is the uh, is the win over Texas A and M. And the Bears had not beaten Texas A and M in a long time. And in fact, it had been all the way since my gosh, I mean nineteen eighty five. I mean they had gone a long time, and there have been some great games, great matchups, and they just could not beat A and M. And they beat them in overtime. With a two-point conversion, can I, I play remember, a short clip? Do you have it? Bears yeah. going for two. Three receivers left. Two right. Sean Bell has the snap. Looking, looking. No! No! Touchdown! Bears win! Bears win over A and M. Oh, baby! They have knocked off the Aggies for the first time since 1985. The fans are storming onto the field. Sean Bell hits Dominique Ziegler, and the Bears win over A&M 35-34 in overtime. 
Uh, Always keep that clip handy. <laughs> that's a Johnny on the spot. The other one you should keep handy is the opposing call of it. Oh, uh, the, the, <laughs> one of my favorites. Call. Yeah. The, the they, 50 <laughs> seconds of silence. Yeah, there's a lot of silence, which is always great with radio. But there's uh, – there's <laughs> he also just says they it, they scored. They scored. You remember that? He just yeah, had this ejected. By the way. They scored by the winch. And it's just silence for the longest time. Oh, I've never. And just looking across, they used to let the core, and, and of course, that Aggie band. There used to be more respect for bands across this conference. You know, now, Aaron, have you noticed where they put bands? And there's a big dispute between Alabama and Texas right now because apparently they're putting the, band, the Alabama band way up high. But that's just the way it's done now. They used to, right down there by the end zone, I mean, right behind the team, you would have the uh, opposing band. And I just remember, and I was in the stands watching that and, and the celebration that went off and then just looking at those Aggies over there. And just, you know, because they're so used to that. You know, they, that's what they were ready to start ripping off because they were used to beating Baylor. And they were just in stunned silence. And uh, and that was, uh, that was a good win. And Guy Morris, good man. And uh, I, I, I got in touch with him years later. When he was coaching at uh, Texas A&M Commerce, he went there and uh, coached for about four years. I think they did some good things. And about 2016, sadly, the uh, family announced uh, that, that he had Alzheimer's. And that is an insidious disease. You know, it just robs people of so much. And uh, in this case, obviously, he had the uh, signs. And then, um, and then uh, you know, six years later now, uh, he, uh, he has passed away. So our, fa- our thoughts go out to Guy Morris. And I, I, I always liked him. I, I liked how honest he was. At those Baylor luncheons, you know, where it was popular, Aaron, to get up and talk about the next year. You know, like the off-season luncheons, we would all gather, and it'd be like, and Guy would tell it to you like it, <laughs> like it, like it was, like, well, I don't know, our facilities aren't what they need to be. I mean, we don't have this. We need an academic center. Da 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 da. And you know, guys like Guy Morris, and of course, a lot of that started to happen uh, during the uh, Bryles era, where they did get so, a lot of great facilities and ended up with that gorgeous stadium. McLean Stadium, of course, but Guy Morris was asking for all that back in the day, and he was he was very honest, and again, the credibility factor was big because he played 15 years in the NFL, and in fact, uh, he was with the Eagles, and I want to say one of his last, like kind of late in his career, the Patriots played in one of those Super Bowls, obviously before Belichick and all that. Aaron, you remember that? They got beat pretty badly. Oh, might have been the the Bears. That might have been the 85 Super Bowl. I think he played in that 85 Super Bowl. 
that might have been like at the end, very end of his career. And um, Chicago Bears with the, um, I mean, because everybody always talks about the 85 Bears defense, took care of them. Um, our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week, by the way, um, will be coming up on Thursday. But I just kind of had a, a good thought on that, Aaron. I wonder if I should throw it out right now. Well, we better get ready for our guest. I just I may save this one, but I just thought of one. But uh, thank you uh, uh, to everyone who said really nice things today and uh, about Coach Morris, and we we really appreciated and uh, and liked him so much. And uh, we are with his family and and, and sending our prayers their way uh, today as we mourn the death of uh, Guy Morris, former Baylor head football coach. All right, it is time to go behind enemy lines. This is a big-time writer, beat writer, for uh, covers BYU for the Salt Lake Tribune. He joins the Matt Mosley Show next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirts. Only heard here. Snap is back. Little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parsons. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. 
Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeier Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former Baylor coach Guy Morris passed away yesterday at the age of 71. Clemson beat Georgia Tech 41 to 10 to end week one of college football. Week one of the NFL gets started Thursday night with Buffalo facing the L.A. Rams. Cowboys kick off Sunday night football with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB's Kyle King and Tommy Bowden were named ASC Players of the Week. UMHB is on the road this week to face Whitewater. And you can catch the Larry Harmon Show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Astros take game one of the series with the Rangers. Game two tonight. Rangers try to snap a nine-game losing streak. First pitch at 7.05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, happy to be joined right now by uh, Kevin Reynolds from the uh, Salt Lake Trib. And Kevin, I'm now you know reading your work on BYU. I'd always read about the Utah Jazz. Unfortunately, Kevin, they've blown up my uh, my Jazz. <laughs> I we were huge Donovan in my household. My 15 uh, year old daughter um, in his first years in the league. I mean, he's one of our favorite players, and, and of course, they had some Baylor ties uh, to that organization, so we were big jazz fans, but uh, that organization is starting all over, isn't it? Yeah, no, thanks for having me, but yeah, that one went down in about a year <laughs> pretty quickly there. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a lot of assets now, and so we'll see what Danny does, but uh, it was, uh, I, I love, I'm a Snyder guy, too. Maybe it was the hair. I, I don't know what it was, but, I mean, I just thought that guy, I loved him as a coach and, and with that organization, so I'm having to kind of start all over. And i got to decide, you know, you're supposed to just stick with whatever fandom, but I don't know. All my people that I, <laughs> that I love, Joe Ingles, the whole gang, they're all gone. Royce O'Neal, 
I mean, the Baylor guy, nobody's there anymore. So I may have to kind of retrench and see who I can get behind. And, Kevin, that was fun to find out. I happened to look on your Twitter bio earlier, and it said the Daily Campus. I said, oh, that sounds familiar. Wait, wait, what's the Daily Campus? You're an SMU graduate. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah. I, I, I think in our mind, we think that it was kind of like the Baptist, right? If, you, um, if, you're out, if you're covering something in Waco, you probably went to Baylor. If you're covering BYU, there's a chance that you went to BYU, but not for you. You've made the trip up there from uh, from the Dallas area. So I uh, and by the way, the Mustangs are uh, uh, looking pretty good right now. Yeah, no, I saw saw that win against North Texas the other week. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a Dallas kid. I grew up there, um, went to high school there, went to college there. So uh, it's always fun to have BYU play Baylor now and and get into the Big 12, and we'll see how often I can get back down to Texas. Yeah, maybe when you were a kid, you listened to 103.3 FM ESPN. You, that, you would have heard me on that back in the day. You don't have to say whether or not you did, okay? I won't <laughs> press you on that. But, uh, Kevin, as you, as you dig in on this game, I mean, this is interesting because, in, you know, in a sense, these two schools you know, scheduled these games before they ever knew BYU would be in the conference. It's kind of fun because it's kind of like a ramp-up, and, 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 and in some ways they're kind of getting a little bit of a rivalry maybe going. It's a very natural rivalry. I mean, two uh, church schools, uh, two very religious schools, all of that, and, uh, and two schools that in recent times, well, BYU has had way more success over the years, but Baylor's in a good place right now. Do you think people are already starting to kind of get excited about this annual matchup? No, I think definitely that is the sense coming into this weekend that this is going to be a little bit of a taste of Big 12 life for BYU, at least, as they go to the conference next year. And I think one of the things that stuck, stuck out to me yesterday talking to Kalani Sataki, BYU's head coach, is that there, the parallels, you, you mentioned all the parallels between these two schools, and, and there are quite a few. But in terms of actually building this program from BYU's perspective to be at the caliber of a Baylor in the Big 12, Kalani Sataki looks at it as Baylor is the blueprint for BYU in a lot of ways. And because of that, I think this is going to be a very natural rivalry, kind of a measuring stick game. Um, and already we're seeing this Saturday, Kalani Sataki kind of embraced that, that narrative, um, which he typically doesn't do. You know, he's been very, very um, hesitant to really talk much about preparations for the Big 12. Um, we've asked him many, many times since, since that happened about kind of the resources and the build up and all that stuff. And he hasn't really talked about it, but this week he, he kind of was very forthright and said, yeah, this is, this is the standard of the Big 12. Baylor's the standard of the Big 12. They're a blueprint for how we kind of want to build this program up. Um, so this Saturday, I think this Saturday is a measuring stick for that, but it's also kind of going into the future. I think this is a rivalry um, just because of the two profiles of the school and the profiles of, of what the football programs can, and Baylor's already there, but what kind of BYU is shooting to be. So I think it's a very interesting thing for BYU, who doesn't really, to be honest, I don't think they really have a, a school in the Big 12 that jumps out at you and says, oh, yeah, that's the rival. So I think they're kind of looking for that right now, and I think Baylor sets up pretty nicely to be to be one of them. Well, Utah might might end up joining them, you know, <laughs> so they could they could just bring a bring a rival right there with them. Uh, but I, I'm I'm curious what BYU folks um, and, and you you've been out there for for a bit now. Grimes and Mateos being on the Baylor staff and everything. 
what what was the uh, uh, what? And obviously, I mean, that with the, with the quarterback, I mean, that was an unbelievable run uh, with Jeff Grimes. What what is kind of the respect level, and what's the transition been like after those two left? Because Grimes had an immediate and a tremendous impact at Baylor. What's it been like, sort of, in the aftermath of Grimes there at BYU? Yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting storyline again is, is the overlap you mentioned, those two. You also have guys like Ed Lamb and Kevin Clune on BYU staff who, who've hired B- Baylor people right now. And um, so I think there's a lot of overlap. But in terms of how you look at B- how BYU's kind of handled the aftermath of it, I think, I think from BYU's perspective, they would say that they've handled it pretty well. Um, and I think the other thing about, about that is, you know, I think – after those two guys left, right, uh, I think Kalani Sataki has been talking a lot about how guys, he doesn't really want this much, he doesn't want many people to leave his staff, and I think he's made that a priority. And as a priority, I think he's vouched for um, the athletic department to give him more resources in terms of um, salaries for assistant coaches, which is something that BYU definitely needs to take another step in as they head into the Power Five. And and I think the one thing that Kalani Sataki's point to since, since those departures is that this year he didn't lose a single coordinator. He didn't lose a single assistant coach on his staff. So I think that's something that um, he thinks is a progress in terms of the Big 12 if we kind of keep going down that that topic and that path. But so in terms of how they've kind of recalibrated since then, uh, I think they've recalibrated, they would say probably as well as they could have. But certainly a few big losses, I think, from BYU's perspective uh, when it happened and, um, and now still recovering from it, to be honest. Kevin Reynolds, Salt Lake Trib, uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, I, that the receivers for BYU, and I know they got to work in some more, and I was reading your work about how it was kind of interesting they left that quarterback, Jaron Hall, in for the whole game, even though that game was pretty much out of control by halftime. And as some people would kind of second-guess that. Baylor had its starting quarterback out about halfway through the third quarter. Uh, of, of a 69-10 game. But, but as you were talking about, part of it was, hey, these, these younger receivers, they gotta, they got to work on this. Before we get to that, though, the, the veteran receivers, uh, uh, Puka, I'm thinking about, my gosh, that, that guy was impressive. Gunnar Romney, uh, I, I'm trying to remember which one of those receivers last year made a couple of those you know, high-pointed, a couple of deep balls against Baylor. Baylor had a really good secondary last year, but they were somewhat susceptible to the deep ball. And, and both mm-hmm. of those guys can, can go get it down the field. And I, I don't even know which guy is the burner of those two, but they just both seem to have a, a lot of ability to adjust to, to, to pretty much any throw. No, I think you're absolutely right. Both of those guys kind of for, – for BYU's offense, there isn't a whole lot of shots downfield. Um, they're really – especially when you take those two guys out of the rotation. I mean, we saw against South Florida in week one for BYU a lot of dinking and dunking for Jaron Hall, and that's kind of his, his M.O. If he doesn't have Puka Nakua, if he doesn't have Gunnar Romney, who really have the – I think are probably – both of them have their best skill set is being able to, to kind of take the top off the defense really – give Jaron Hall an opportunity to take shots downfield. And when he doesn't have those guys, Jaron Hall is a lot more um, hesitant to take those shots. Um, so I think you're right with that. You know, if they don't have those two guys for this game, I think the offense does start to look a lot differently. And we saw it a lot in fall camp because 
those two guys didn't practice very much. Uh, Gunnar Romney hasn't practiced at all, really, since uh, about three weeks ago at this point. Fukunaku has been quite limited um, in terms of injury prevention, um, just because both of their injury histories have been significant in missing time. So um, we saw it in practice. You know, Jaron Hall and, and BYU wanted to give a lot of reps to younger guys in the fall and, and kind of try to retool this offense to, to fit their skill set. And right now, I don't think there is a guy outside of those two that has a really proven weapon that can kind of take, you know, be a deep threat for, for Jaron Hall. So I think that's a really interesting point going into this game is the health of those, of those two guys. And what does this offense look like? Yeah. You know, one of the guys we were talking about in that group of wide receivers, Keanu Hill, you mentioned in that story. Uh, it's, it's sort of amazing. His legacy, uh, Lloyd Hill, is his father who played on the famous Permian Friday Night Lights uh, team. And uh, I, I, I wonder, I mean, a lot of these guys are like too young to have ever maybe heard of that book or read that book. Obviously, Keanu would know about it because of his dad. But uh, uh, was there, when he first got to uh, campus, was there any uh, uh, mention of that or did that come up at all? You know, I wasn't here. I only got here in January, so I don't know about that. But, yeah, he's a Texas kid. I've spoken to him about it. Um, I covered Texas high school football for, for three years before I got here. Um, but, you know, I, I think Keanu Hill is kind of an interesting guy because for um, – this is not Texas-related, but just his kind of path at BYU, he came in as a pretty her- heralded recruit. Um, I think a lot of people had expectations early that he would contribute almost immediately. And that really hasn't happened, to be honest, as he was in a battle this year just to be that number three starter. Um, but you're looking at it Keanu Hill this week. If both of those guys aren't playing, he's the number one wide receiver on this in this group. So that's wow. something that Baylor fans and, and Texas fans watching this game, you know, that's a storyline right there. You know, Keanu Hill is going to be a guy that's, that's heavily featured in this offense if those two guys can't play. All right. And, and what is that uh, – what, what do you think that crowd – is is going to be like like you see i know you're just getting out there and getting your feet wet and all this old byu culture and everything but you you've 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 been there long enough to see the support in the excitement with it being a top 10 team coming out there uh late start eight fifteen mountain time it's nine fifteen local time here um what, what is uh what do you think that atmosphere is going to be like it's a uh I, I, for what I remember, gorgeous backdrop, gorgeous setting, and it's a great, great fan base. How hostile of an environment do you think that'll be for the Bears? You know, I, I think hostile is, is kind of an interesting word. I don't know if hostile is the right word to describe a typical BYU crowd to me, but at the same time, what I do think, it's a very much an adjustment. I think that's the word I would use the most for them. Um, this is going to be a really late start. Um, it's later than normal and obviously for Baylor 915 their time and I think there'll be around 63,000 people there um, at, at Lavelle Edwards so I think and and here's just to kind of set the scene for, for BYU's perspective on from a fan side of how important this game is this is the highest ranked opponent BYU has hosted since 2004 when it hosted a number one ranked USC um, and there's just not a lot of games that have been played at BYU that feature top 10 teams and then you add the Big 12 element to it. This is the only Big 12 opponent that BYU will face this year, um, barring some sort of bowl game situation. So, you know, this is a game that BYU is going to get up for. I think this is a game, this is by far the biggest home game of the year and the season opener uh, home. So 
that I think it's a unique environment. I don't know if it's going to be hostile, but I think it's definitely going to be unique and own challenges for Baylor. What's the most unique food item for Baylor fans that have never been to a game in Provo? Is there, do they, I mean, I know they value their ice cream uh, quite a bit out there. Is there anything uh, that the Bear fans should be uh, looking for? Yes. Um, here's something that I got introduced to when I came here in January. A, it's called a cougar tail, and I've never had one personally. I think it's just a big, I don't even know how to describe it, a big, sweet, uh, uh, donut. I, I don't even really know what to say, but it's like a foot long type of donut situation, and they put glazed flavors on it. Um, so that's probably the most unique thing. Um, you know, I, I think it's definitely something I had never seen of or heard of before I got here to Provo. So that's something for B- Baylor fans making the trip to, to look out for. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. We have some uh, sweet tooths who are making the uh, trip out there, uh, so that'll be interesting. I'd like to see that cougar mascot that's such a good dancer uh, in person, yeah. and I don't know if that uh, gets passed down. I mean, you know, it, you can't have every mascot be, uh, but I would imagine once that thing went viral, now everybody who tries out for mascot to put on that cougar uniform has to be a pretty uh, efficient and effective dancer, don't you think? Yeah, I think the bar is pretty high. I remember seeing those videos, like, when I was covering SMU as just a student, I was like, oh, man, this is a high standard. Uh, so definitely, definitely seeing that in person is something, <laughs> something else. <laughs> Did you ever see Peruna in person? Did you ever get to spend some time? You probably were not one of the handlers who ran out on the field I with uh, Peruna. I, I was, Did you I ever saw get, it. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, um, the little horse just <laughs> <laughs> runs across the field. <laughs> You know, PETA got in, got in uh, a hold of all this stuff, and, and it's hard to have live animals at games anymore. Baylor can't have the bear out there. Now, they still take uh, Bevo to games, and, you know, Bevo tried to get after that bulldog, uh, the Georgia Bulldog, famously a few years ago, and, and they had a little tussle. So, uh, you know, it's just getting where you can't take the live animals out there, uh, which uh, I guess is understandable. But, uh, well, Kevin, it was um, – Man, great to talk to a, a Dallas kid. I grew up in the area in Kaufman, uh, Texas, right down the, the road from you, and uh, glad you're having a good time. We're sending a bunch of Baptists, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of I don't know if our, our news people, I don't know. I don't know what their affiliations <laughs> are, but there are a bunch of them are going to show up. So uh, uh, show them a good time. Uh, many of them seemingly were putting in their golf clubs, and I don't know how hard, how hard they're going to be working, but uh, it's a beautiful backdrop, and uh, enjoy yourself on um, on Saturday night. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Always good to, to have a Texas, Texas tie-in, so I'm excited, but thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, there he goes, Kevin Reynolds, and uh, doing, a, uh, doing a great job. Fun to have him on, and uh, uh, he is uh, – uh, covering the uh, the BYU program for the Salt Lake trip. Okay, we're going to go f- uh, to a Baylor legend now, and he will talk about a really sad uh, uh, time in the Baylor program, lost uh, Guy Morris uh, at, at age 71, Dominique Ziegler.
returns to the show next. Keep up with the University Trojans on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt and Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WEL. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. CNO Fencing Company, located in Clifton, can take care of all of your farm and ranch fencing needs. This family-owned and operated business is committed to quality workmanship and friendly service. They can do it all. Pot fencing, high fence, work pens, net wire, barbed wire, and more. Serving Bosque County and the surrounding counties. Call today for a free estimate, 254-722-3353. That's 254-722-3353. Or check them out at cofencingtx.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Ortho. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFempo.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former Baylor coach Guy Morris passed away yesterday at the age of 71. 
Clemson beat Georgia Tech 41 to 10 to end week one of college football. Week one of the NFL gets started Thursday night with Buffalo facing the LA Rams. Cowboys kick off Sunday night football with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB's Kyle King and Tommy Bowden were named ASC Players of the Week. UMHB is on the road this week to face Whitewater. And you can catch the Larry Harmon Show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Astros take game one of the series with the Rangers. Game two tonight. Rangers try to snap a nine-game losing streak. First pitch at 7.05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Watch Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. Dominique Ziegler joining the uh, program as we speak. And uh, Dominique, tough day with the uh, news. Always great to visit with you and catch up with you. And you've had a very busy day. In fact, you've got an open house coming up. You've got to get your your classroom ready, and uh, parents will be uh, showing up there. But, Dominique, we got the word that Coach Guy Morris had passed away uh, yesterday at age 71, and I thought of you, I thought of Sean, thought of some of the guys who played for him. Um, I uh, appreciate you doing this, and I, I just uh, I, I, just wondered, I mean, it, obviously he'd been battling Alzheimer's since 2016, but when you think back, Dominique, uh, on, uh, on, on your time with Coach, what are the what are the, the couple things, the memories that kind of come flooding back to you, what he was like and, and what he was like to be around? Oh, uh, you know, um, just the word toughness, uh, accountability, you know, um, those are two words that stick out with, with me, with Coach Mo, because, you know, being an offensive lineman, you're going to have to be tough. Um, being somebody who had, who had a chance to play in the, in the NFL at the highest football place you can go to for 15 years, that means you know you're used to being held accountable, and those and those two things he he tried to teach you know young men uh, when he when he got to Baylor, and uh, those are two things when I think of Coach Morris, just toughness and accountability, and and uh, those, that's what I, I think of when I think of Coach Morris. Yeah, he was a tough guy, and uh, he was blunt. He you know he was a he would he would tell it tell you like it was, and even you know I remember hearing him talk about the facilities. The facilities weren't exactly what he wanted, and he didn't mind getting up in front of people and and saying it. And I'm sure Dominique, when when um, when you or your teammates did something he didn't like, he didn't uh, he probably didn't hold back, did he? Oh no, he did not hold back. Uh, not only did he not hold back with his words, but you could see it written all over his face before he even told you. Um, but you know, you, you have to be, you have to respect that. At the time, you know, as a, as a young athlete, you don't really understand it. But now, as a, as a mature adult, you know, you you understand what he was trying to instill into into eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old men. Um, and again, that goes back to that accountability uh, aspect of it. He's just trying to make sure that you know he, he's teaching us X's and O's, and he's trying to get us to win as many games as possible. But but he's trying to also, you know, make sure that we are we are great men going into society and being able to raise a family and, and you know just holding us accountable on and off the field, whether it's you know football, whether it's academics, whether it's um, you know family, whether it's wh- whatever the case may be. You're always going to have to be held accountable to something. He used to always talk about that accountability, accountability. Um, so you know. With Coach Moore, again, you, you can see it all on his face before he said it, but when he said it, he's going to get straight to the point and there's going to be no sugarcoating. 
<laughs> what was the first time you remember meeting him? I was trying to think back about your recruitment. And, of course, around that time, they had gone through several coaches. What was the uh, what, the first time you heard the name Guy Morris? First time we heard it because he came from Kentucky. And Kentucky had famously gotten beat on some kind of 70-yard last-second play. And and Kentucky, he had some some good teams at Kentucky. I he only was there like maybe one season or two seasons. But what mm-hmm. do you? When did you first hear about him? And and what what do you remember about like the first time you met him? You know, uh, when when he got hired, uh, it, it was late in uh, in the fall. Uh, it was around that December time frame, and they came in. Um, and and you know, I remember him and Coach Jackson and Coach Pease came down uh, to Harker Heights High School and. And, you know, first thing I met when I met him and, and, you know, I was able to say, you know, talk with him. And the first thing when, you know, you're an 18 year old high school senior and you're meeting somebody who's been hired at a division one coach and you learn a little bit bit about him and you you find out he played X amount of years in the NFL. So your eyes just light up, you know. So then the first thing I did was I went home and, uh, you know, uh, and and got on. That's back when when YouTube wasn't even really a a thing. You just had to go search some stuff. and, and try and find what you can find in 2002. Um, and uh, you're trying to look up and, and see what, what was going on. And, and like you said, I found out that the whole Kentucky thing uh, happened with uh, against LSU with the 70-yard Hail Mary. And I can still to this day remember, you know, we come in as, as freshmen. Um, and during fall camp, as freshmen, you know, we, we normally do freshman skits. And, and I had it, you know, I, I had it all planned out. I was going to be Coach Mo dressed in blue. And uh, somebody was going to douse me with the water after, you know, thinking we won. And then somebody <laughs> said, hey, I don't think that's a very good skit. <laughs> and, and, and then shortly I was like, why not? This is, you know, this is welcome in. You know, this, this is they want it to be funny, you know. Well, you know, at the time it was too fresh. And, and looking back on it with, with how fresh that incident was and, like you said, knowing how blunt Coach Morris was, I, I don't really know what I would have what would have happened after I'd done that skit. But glad that, uh, <laughs> glad that one of the older coaches found out that I was going to do that and advised me not to do that one. I, you know, I, I seem to recall him somehow almost using that, like, you know, like as inspiration or something. So I think you would have been okay. Especially with your ability, Dominique, I don't think he was going to like cut you on the spot for doing that joke. But uh, yes. I like the thought. That's funny that you were <laughs> thinking about doing that because now that you say that, that's what I remember is watching him get the Gatorade poured on him and all the celebration on the sideline as they complete as the seventy-yard touchdown. That was wild. Exactly. <laughs> well, I and you mentioned Coach. Um, Jackson, is that that's Harold Jackson, who yeah, I think Harold also Jackson. played in the NFL. Yeah, he played. Um, you know, he played what uh, sixteen years. I think he played one more year than Coach Moore, or one less than Coach. They both played around fifteen. I know Coach Moore was at fifteen. I think Coach Jackson was at sixteen. Um, yeah. and, they, and then that's how they became friends because they they played on, on I want to say the Eagles together, and they both played on the Patriots for a season together. Um, and so they met before they even started coaching together. Um, and, and Coach Jackson was my—he um, was my position coach when I was there at Baylor. Dominique Ziegler joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Dominique, what's the uh, the open house tonight? Now, tell us what your your—I uh, know you're the uh, uh, head girls track and field coach at uh, at Colleen. 
uh, high school, which is uh, exciting. But what do you uh, what do you teach on a daily basis? Oh, so I teach uh, I teach AVID, and I also teach principles of education and training. So with AVID, it's all about uh, its career and, and college readiness. Um, so we're trying to get kids to you know understand that yes, we want you to be able to go to college, but we also want to put you in a position that you can go be ready for the career atmosphere as soon as you you get out if you choose not to go to college. Um, So we do uh, a lot of organizational uh, tools like writing in planners, keeping binders, um, you know, things uh, such as that. When they get older, sophomore, junior year, we get them into, you know, more focused notes, learning how to write notes properly. So when you do get to college or when you get to the career, you're going to have to learn how to write notes. And then their senior year in AVID, uh, we do a lot of – it's all college-based in terms of, you know, being able to fill out FAFSA, using the period to be able to fill out scholarships, uh, fill out applications. And then if you happen to not be uh, a student who is, you know, geared towards that, that four-year university, um, we're still doing some of those things because you, you want to have the option. Maybe you might change your mind. But we're also, you know, we're creating resumes. Um, you know, just like I said, it, it's all college and career readiness, uh, getting kids to take the ASVAB. So maybe they want to get ready to go the military route. Um, so just trying to get them ready for the real world. That's pretty neat. Uh, I, I'm glad you're doing that. I think that's uh, awesome. And, and um, I, what, by the way, what's it like with Colleen getting that, uh, that new school? Is that, uh, I oh, mean, it, it's awesome. You really? It, it, yes. It, you know, the, the new school being here, uh, I got here in 2017. Um, and we started, uh, you know, renovation around the, you know, end of 2020 uh, and just being able to see certain because not, it's not all complete. We have our athletic wing uh, that's going to be done uh, at the end of Christmas. Um, so we have two new, you know, two brand two new weight rooms, uh, you know, new new athletic locker rooms for all sports. Um, you know, we have a, a mat room for our weight room, even our, our dance team. They now have the the uh the older gym which they turned into a dance room uh we got two brand new uh they they redid the gyms um and then all of the of course the the educational side is just is just remarkable and in terms especially of the cafeteria everything looks uh very high class all right well uh i'm thinking back to when you went in the nfl what were your uh uh, the weight room made me think about it did you did you do the uh the 225 pounds, seeing how many times you could do that back then or the uh, or have to record your 40 time. I would I would assume you participated in the Baylor Pro Day and uh, may have been, been at the Combine. I just can't remember. Yeah, um, so I, I was here at the Pro Day. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get the invite to the Combine, um, but it still ended up working out, and, and I was able to prove myself enough to where I had quite a few teams, even though after not getting drafted, quite a few teams called me within the draft and, you know, thinking about taking me within the, the seventh and sixth round, but it just didn't work out. Um, so then I, I ended up getting, you know, even more calls saying, hey, we want you to come here as a, as a free agent uh, and, and sign you. So at one, and pretty much now that I understand the business more of it, you know, when you get past that fifth and sixth and seventh round, you almost want to go uh, the free agent route just because you get to go and pick mm-hmm. the team that, that best fits for you. And uh, San Francisco, growing up, is weird. You know, that was my favorite team growing up. Uh, even though I was here from from uh, Texas, you know, I, I needed somebody to root against, and I always was a Jerry Rice fan. And and I knew Cowboys didn't like them, so it was I, I want I want to be on the other side of the couch when all my friends were cheering for Cowboys. So I grew up a 49er <laughs> fan. It just happened. It just happened that I got the chance to uh, to go there because they were only bringing in 
one drafted receiver, and then they were bringing in me versus, uh, you know, Falcons. I remember they were bringing in five receivers. Uh, the Colts were bringing in four, one of them being my best friend, uh, Trent Selton. Um, so, you know, coming in as a free agent, you got to make sure that you strategically put yourself in a situation uh, that you can best make a ball club uh, and, and get the job done. Well, it's fun to catch up with you. I hope to see you at an upcoming game, and I feel like you and Trent need to show up together because I, in my mind, you guys, uh, I like to imagine that you're always hanging out, and I know you all had uh, such a great connection and oh, yeah. uh, put up some great numbers we're, we're with actually, Sean. Uh, you know, we're actually uh, – we talked the other day, and, you know, he, with Trent, he's a very busy man nowadays uh, in terms of going across everywhere to, to motivational speak, but we're actually going to take a vacation uh, at the end of this month, and we're going to take a weekend and go up and go to uh, Broken Bow up there and go to the uh, – we got rent out a log cabin and go hang out with our families for the weekend. Oh, my goodness. All oh, the stories. I, I would – Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to be a fly on the wall, I tell you. <laughs> it, to me, it was Trent's dad who should have been the motivational speaker. But, uh, but oh, yeah, yeah. Trent, Trent's doing a great job and, and uh, proud of both of you guys. But, Dominique, have a great open house. I, need, I know you need to get over to that, and uh, let's catch up soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having us, and you guys have a great day. And like you said, I, I'm always always here to talk with you guys. I just hate that the circumstance it was it was under, but we all appreciate Coach Morris and, and what he's able to do at Baylor. Well, well said, and I appreciate those words. Dominique Ziegler, uh, former Baylor great, uh, talking about the passing of uh, Coach Guy Morris uh, uh, at uh, age 71 yesterday and had uh, had Alzheimer's uh, since uh, 2016 is when the family announced that. All right, we're going to keep going here with some uh, some Baylor stuff. And, boy, lo- I've been watching this U.S. Open. I'm loving the tennis. And we're going to have uh, Baylor tennis coach Michael Woodson on with us next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A nine-time pro bowler takes a rookie under his wing. You'll hear from Jason Peters after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The Cowboys signed 40-year-old Jason Peters to the practice squad yesterday, and while the nine-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle will ramp up into football shape after missing offseason in camp, he'll be ready when called upon, he says. And whatever's asked of him, he'll serve as a mentor to rookie Tyler Smith, who's working first-team left tackle in place of Tyron Smith. What did Peters talk to Tyler about on Monday? Uh, just just a grit, uh, finishing plays, technique, uh, knowing what to do and playing fast. Uh, keeping his nose clean and stuff, you know, on and off the field. You know, I'm going to help him out. I helped him a little bit today just trying to get his technique and all that stuff in rhythm. 
Players have today off, then game planning resumes Wednesday for the home opener Sunday hosting Tampa. With the Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trucks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. We are opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value. With low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Fimfo, Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And I just came off the tennis courts earlier today, got a couple of sets in, and uh, weather's getting a little bit better. Michael Woodson, Baylor tennis coach, joining us right now. And, uh, Michael, I've got the fever, so I may, you never know, I may stumble in there to one of y'all's practices. One of the, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm loving all this tennis, U.S. Open, all of that. And I know you guys, uh, uh have uh have probably been watching this do y'all ever have like uh does the team ever have any watch parties during during any of these majors or or do y'all get together to watch any of these uh matches especially when uh curios is playing <laughs> well first of all thank you for having me on it's always good to catch up uh you're you're definitely always welcome uh, to join us at practice would would love to see your skills sometime uh but to answer your question for sure the guys uh love watching i mean a lot of them you know we have former players coaching there playing there um you know and and a lot of guys that they grew up with and and have been mentored by or trained with are, are playing so when when guys like Kyrgios or Djokovic or uh, any of the top guys are are playing uh they're tuning in uh, 
usually all together watching, arguing over who the best player is, the strategies, everything. So uh, I think it, it serves <laughs> as a lot of uh, great team bonding experience. Now, you've coached in that part of the world uh, and, and, and know what the U.S. Open means in New York. I guess it's out there near Queens, what, Flushing, uh, Flushing Meadows. It, it's, uh, to me, it's always been one of those bucket lists. I haven't done it. I've actually been up there around the time because with the Cowboys sometimes will open up there, so I've, become, I've been close to being able to go. Uh, how many times have you been to the uh, U.S. Open over the years? You know, I got back from there about one thirty this morning. Uh, so I've been there for the last few days. Uh, you know, we, it's for recruiting. You know, the Junior U.S. Open is this week, uh, and so you know, a lot of the guys that that we recruit are playing in that event, uh, as well as just you know, like I said, former players like John Pierce, Jensen Brooksby, uh, Max Chitakian is actually coaching Victoria Azarenka, so I had the opportunity to spend some time with him and and go to the match yesterday and and watch him and her in action, uh, which was really special. And so, uh, you know, I, I honestly get out there every year, uh, part part uh, work, current work, and part just appreciating, you know, uh, former players and, and uh, you know, people that I, I used to play with and, and coach, you know, doing their thing at the next level. It's a pretty cool experience. Did you get to experience any of those uh, Serena matches? Uh, I wasn't there yet, but we were tuned. My, my family was tuned in closely. I, I thought that was a really amazing spectacle. And, uh, you know, I think she, she went out swinging and fighting, which is, you know, exactly what you, you wanted to see out of that. Uh, I was fortunate enough to catch uh, the Curious Medvedev match. That was amazing. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely really good for the sport. And, and I would have said that, you know, sometimes some of his antics aren't, aren't the best from a role model perspective, but I think he's, got great perspective now uh, and, and seeing the success tied to his maturation and his work ethic is really good for our guys and for everybody watching. So I think it's great for the sport on so many different fronts. Had you ever seen a player do what he did? And you can say that about every match he plays in basically, by the way, but where <laughs> that ball was going out and he honestly was just hamming it up. He wasn't doing anything like, he he acted like later, well, I, I thought I could do that. But he was just goofing yeah. off, and he came over the uh, – pe- people missed it. He came over on the on the wrong side of the net, on the other side of the net, and hit a ball that was going out. He was going to win – he was going to win that game, and he ends up losing that point and losing that game. I mean, yes, it's it always something moment. with him. <laughs> it really was a massive moment at 1-1 in the third set where he had – that would have given him a break point, and he just was messing around. And, uh, you know, I th- I, he has to know the rules. But I was inter- I was surprised that, you know, John and Patrick McEnroe were – you know, I, I wasn't sure what the rule was. Um, you know, you obviously can't do that. And uh, I'm not even sure what possessed him to want to do that. But, you know, he does some, some funny things, and – uh, I think that's why the the crowds love him, and and the you know he gets so much publicity. And I mean, even yesterday when they're playing doubles, first of all they're showing it on TV, but the grandstand was packed to the brim. I mean, people were run. I almost got trampled when they found out that Kyrgios was going on for doubles. I mean, people are running and knocking <laughs> each other over just to get there because that's general admission seating. <laughs> Michael Woodson, uh, the Baylor tennis men's tennis coach, joining us. 
happy that he did not get trampled as uh, as they were making their way to seed doubles. I, it's always funny to me that they it's the one sport where you would think everything should be about the singles and you don't want to wear, you know, you really need the rest the day between matches. And yet it, it's such a high level of tennis. They're still going out there and playing doubles. Now, maybe that helps in some ways. And that probably has made him a tremendous I mean, he's gotten better and better. He's great at the net. But, Michael, it's still kind of amazing, isn't it, that when you you think a day off would be great for your body, and yet he's out there playing doubles. Uh, it, it's it's really kind of the only sport I can think of that, that has something like that. You're right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's these type of players playing in the doubles that make uh, the double special, that make it continue to be relevant. Uh, within the sport, and I think it's so good because it's such a huge part of tennis. I mean, so m- many of us, especially as we get older, we we focus on playing more doubles, and so it is a big, fun part of of the sport. Uh, but it is, I mean, it's an interesting concept. I think he just, it's fun for him. You know, he plays with his best friend uh, who they grew up together, and you see a lot of that uh, happening where you get some extra reps from a serve and return perspective, and then you're just movement around the net really good for you you get to feel the surface a little bit more uh it's just a way to make the practice that you're going to have because you will go out and hit some balls you know on the days in between your your matches Mm -hmm. it just makes it more productive and probably a little bit more fun to get that competitive edge going who's the most creative player you've coached at Baylor like in terms I'm not saying fiery like Kyrgios throwing his racket or hollering at his box or something like that but somebody that might like to try a serve through their legs or or hit one of those unbelievable returns who is there is there anyone that comes to mind immediately that could kind of do some of those things with a flair that uh, that Kyrgios does you know, I, I felt like Jimmy Bendick was one of those guys. I, I don't think he did so much of the the silly between the legs stuff, but just his willingness to do whatever it took, you know, whether it was to play high and slow or, or come to the net all the time or, or chip, you know, chip balls from the back, um, you know, serve and volley, uh, you know, all of those different things. If he needed to play slow, he played slow. If he needed to play fast, he played fast. He would literally do anything. Uh, and so I felt like he played with the most variety uh, of anybody that uh, that I've coached here. I would say Ethan Muse on our current team uh, really, I mean, he loves Kyrgios, and, and thankfully Kyrgios is moving in the right direction, so we could start to make some comparisons there uh, that, that I feel comfortable <laughs> with. But he loves a good, uh, he loves a good uh, flair, like, as you said. Uh, he loves to, to make it look uh, pretty. Um, you know, and, and even though it's not really what he's the best at. So uh, it's a it's a funny battle of, you know, what it looks like and, and what's really effective, uh, depending on who it is. All right, talking to Michael Woodson, Baylor men's tennis coach. Now, you guys uh, have started practicing, and you'll host an event coming up, I believe, in October as you start to uh, go toward that. But I've been really interested in some of your new additions um, and one that I saw an announcement on the other day was uh, uh, Martin uh, Br- Braysock. Is that right? Br- yes, Br- correct. Okay. Uh, Braysock uh, comes to you from Strasbourg, France, 
And just looking at, at his background and his ability, I mean, this is an exciting pickup. What, what, uh, what, what did, were you kind of thinking there, and, and what will he add uh, immediately to the, uh, to the team? Yeah, we're, we're really excited about Martin. He, he came to us very late in the process. Um, he, you know, a lot of things have happened personally and, uh, you know, through COVID and everything that, that kind of delayed his path to coming to college. Um, but when he made the decision that he, he wanted to do it, uh, we, you know, we were really excited that he would take an opportunity to come in and visit us. And he looked at a few different schools and felt like Baylor was home for him. Uh, and so we're really excited to, to be adding him. I, you know, he has, I mean, he's 340 in the world in doubles, uh, you know, and about 700 in singles. And so he has a ton of experience uh, at, the, at the professional level with these tournaments and uh, having success both in the juniors being, you know, 19 in the world um, in the juniors. And then at this level that we feel like he's, he's going to bring a lot of maturity and experience um, to the table. And he's just, He's such a physical, uh, physical player, uh, such a, a strong player, brings incredible intensity and professionalism. I mean, he has just can't, you can't get enough, you know, uh, out on the practice court and he's very coachable. Uh, so we're really excited. I mean, it, we, we love the guys that there's nowhere else they'd rather be than at Baylor and, and as part of our program. And he's definitely one of them. And uh, along with John Bohr, uh, the two guys that are here with us this fall, uh, where we really got something special here. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, Zambor. Colin was pointing out to me that those guys, as far as the newcomer ratings and the preseason rankings, are really up there high. I think Zambor was uh, maybe seventh, and Baylor and maybe Stanford, the only two schools to have two newcomers, <laughs> end up in these rankings, which is pretty cool to have that kind of talent coming in. So if you're talking about Martin being more of the, the power, what does is, what is, uh, Zomber bring? Zomber is, is incredibly clean, um, well-trained. I mean, serve motion is one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, lefty, very gifted, uh, and, and plays. Uh, I think if you watched him, he hits a pro ball. Uh, and it's just about, you know, helping him uh, clean up his – his tactical skills, uh, understanding how to construct points um, and play to his strengths. But, but he is also, yeah, they're, they were ranked seven and 10 as far as preseason freshmen uh, coming into college this year, which is, I mean, this is one of the most talented groups of, of young men ever coming into college, I would say across the country. So to have a couple guys there with, with more to come in January for us, I feel like we're in a really good spot and, yeah, with, with great talent comes great responsibility. So now it's on the coaching staff to, to help these guys blossom, you know, as Baylor Bears. All right. And, uh, and there was one more player that you just added from, uh, from uh, a, a, a foreign locale. Was it Bulgaria? Yes, Who, you, South uh, Africa. Yeah. South Africa. Okay. Wow. Yes, yes. Luke, Luke Koenig, he's joining us in January. Uh, okay. We're really excited about about him, um, he, his father was top 30 in the world in doubles, uh, is actually a commentator now. I, I was with him yesterday. Uh, Rob Koenig um, is, is very well known, one of the best, I would say, in the game. And uh, So he, he is a great uh, gene pool. I mean, he's been, he has been exposed to the best of the best growing up, uh, well coached, understands the game. Uh, it's going to be an incredible asset to our team. So we're really excited to, to have him coming to us soon. And, 
Uh, I think he's going to add, again, uh, just a, a great understanding of the game and a professionalism and a work ethic uh, that will move our program forward. So we're really excited to have him as well. All right, I'll get all my countries straightened out. He's from South <laughs> Africa, and then the uh, the, the Hungarian is uh, Jamber, as we were just talking yeah. about. And so then you've got some a Frenchman in as well. So a very well-traveled bunch. But uh, that is where college tennis is. And, and again, if you're not looking around the world, uh, and it's it's just a it's a, this is a fun team because it's a great combination. And then the uh, the the news, I believe I saw some news that you had uh, was was it did Soto end up uh, on the um, Davis Cup team for like the third yes. time? Yeah, so that's exciting the, news as well. We're really excited about you know what Monty's doing. He's climbed all the way up to 500 in the world after just five tournaments um, this this summer and. Adrian will be announced tomorrow. Adrian will be uh, competing for Romania as well for the third or fourth time. And he actually, in March, got to play number two singles. So we expect there's a good chance he'll be able to be in the starting lineup for Romania as well um, when they take on Slovakia. So it's uh, it's really exciting time for us. We're really proud of the guys and, and, and the progress they've made towards their dreams. You know, and, and there's not a better place to do it than here yeah, I was trying to <clears> – <throat> I was watching an Arthur Ashe thing the other day, and part of it was, like, him trying to tame a young McEnroe on, like, the Davis Cup team. And, you know, it was just <laughs> – they were such different personalities. And you could imagine uh, the, the gentleman that is that was Arthur Ashe trying to kind of settle McEnroe down and all that kind of stuff to, to represent his country. But that Davis Cup, I can remember when I was a kid – uh, was like a huge thing, and uh, and to get to represent represent your country uh, in some ways, I mean, you know, that can be as big as some of these majors. Davis Cup, uh, at least it, it once was, and I'm sure it still is, and uh, from a lot of people's perspective. So that is a that's a very cool thing. Well, Michael, uh, it was great catching up, and we're excited to kind of get everything going. Got an event that we'll have more on about uh, coming in uh, coming up in October, but. Uh, uh, thanks for being our correspondent from the U.S. Open, okay? <laughs> Happy to do it anytime. It's It's always a pleasure to catch up. Thank you for, for all of your attention and coverage of the program. These guys, these guys deserve it. You bet. You bet. They've earned it, and they do a great job, and we appreciate you. There he goes, Michael Woodson, and uh, really has probably become known as one of the top uh, handful of coaches in the country. And uh, he was an assistant, was uh, promoted, uh, was interim, and then was uh, promoted to head coach, and they've just kept this thing going. This has become somewhat of a uh, a dynasty in uh, college men's tennis, and they just keep doing it year after year, and now they're bringing in all these other folks. Aaron, I like how he kind of subtly corrects my pronunciations. Did you notice that? He's so nice about it. I'll say Zomber, and he'll go, Zomber. <laughs> and, then, and then I can, you know, for the next time, I'll try to have it down. Right. Zomber. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We're going to do it a little differently today because we've had so many great guests on, uh, just boom, 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 throughout the show. We're going to do some Campus Confidential. Aaron's got a lot of stuff. and In fact, we'll be telling you where Baylor ended up in this new uh, AP poll, also where the Sooners ended up. Apparently that was a bigger win over uh, UTEP than I realized. That's all next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. 
Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football used 89 players in their win over Albany on Saturday. One of those coming back home, Jackson player in the defensive line. We'll hear from him straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. At Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask, why shop anywhere else? During the Labor Day sales event at Allen Samuels, purchase a new 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star and receive values up to $7,000 or choose 2.9% for 72 months and get 2,500 bonus cash and no payments for 90 days. Shop with us today. Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Baylor and BYU from Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday evening, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you a proud Baylor fan? Do you love prizes? The Baylor Bold Rewards app allows fans to track their attendance across athletic events and earn rewards. Baylor Athletics wants to reward the most loyal fans, so register online today at BaylorBoldRewards.com or download the Baylor Bold Rewards app straight to your phone. Prizes this year are better than ever, so start earning your rewards points today and sign up for Baylor Bold Rewards. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football off to a 1-0 start to the season following Saturday's dominating 69-10 win over FCS U Albany at McLean Stadium. In the game, the Bears played 89 players in total. One of those, Jackson Player, coming back to Waco, the Midway High grad and Tulsa grad transfer, enjoyed his time in the defensive line. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. How fun was it for you to be back here and playing in Central Texas? Man, it was a surreal experience. I've been I've been thinking about it all for the last two weeks this being back in my hometown playing in front of my friends and family, and then we came out and got the big win tonight. It was great. How nice was it for uh, for you guys to finally go up against somebody else? You know, through training camp, you're, you're beating on each other and finally got yeah. to play somebody else tonight. Man, it was a, it was a relief, actually, going against somebody that doesn't know what I'm going to do every play <laughs> and not hitting the same 350-pound dudes every play is pretty nice. That's good. You guys uh, going against a really good offensive line, you know, in Baylor's offensive line in practice. I mean, that that gets you ready. Iron sharpens iron, right? Yes, sir. It's going to be hard to play anybody that has just as good of an O-line as we do, which makes us uh, a lot better as a defensive unit. That's Jackson player out of Midway High School, a transfer from Tulsa back in Waco. The Bears practicing now for their game at BYU this Saturday evening. We'll be on the air at 7 p.m. It's a 9-20 kickoff Saturday from Provo right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Your home for the Waco Lions, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. 800-366-2834. Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries and at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. 
Former Baylor coach Guy Morris passed away yesterday at the age of 71. Clemson beat Georgia Tech 41 to 10 to end week one of college football. Week one of the NFL gets started Thursday night with Buffalo facing the L.A. Rams. Cowboys kick off Sunday night football with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB's Kyle King and Tommy Bowden were named ASC Players of the Week. UMHB is on the road this week to face Whitewater. And you can catch the Larry Harmon Show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Astros take game one of the series with the Rangers. Game two tonight. Rangers try to snap a nine-game losing streak. First pitch at 7.05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. On is Matt Mosley, and uh, pleased to have some Campus Confidential. We usually do this at 440. And we will, uh, well, this time around, we'll do it at 5.20. And uh, we'll take you right almost to the end of the program. Uh, This is when, uh, if you're new to the program, this is when uh, Aaron Sexton goes through some of the biggest stories in college football and college athletics, and uh, uh, we react to it. And we do that right now. And we start with the unfortunate passing of former Baylor Head football coach Guy Morris at the age of 71 yesterday. Morris coached the Bears for five seasons, going 27 and 54. He also coached Kentucky in 2000 and 2000, 2001 and 2002, later coaching Texas A&M Commerce for four years in 2016. Morris was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Morris's doctor at the time told television station W. KYT in 2017 that the Alzheimer's was likely caused by Morris's football career. He played offensive line for TCU and 15 seasons in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. You know, these, uh, I think, you know, people that know about his NFL career and then when you heard that announcement, uh, his family uh, announced that he did have Alzheimer's back in 2016. Uh, we all immediately think of uh, what it does, and uh, it uh, it can take a, a terrible toll on uh, folks. And of course, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens to a lot of folks. And that's why, um, you know, fortunately, there seems to be uh, more attention now uh, and, and better understanding of concussions and all of that. But uh, today, we just think back and remember how much. Uh, we liked Guy Morris. I, I, I like the way he talked. I like how blunt and, and straightforward he was. And he didn't mind telling the powers that be, hey, we don't have the right facilities. We don't have this. And he obviously wasn't around long enough to see all that to come to fruition. But he started asking for it. And quite honestly, he brought some respectability and credibility back to the program following uh, Kevin Steele's embarrassing run and, you know, had a team that Sean Bell led team. And we had Dominique Ziegler on earlier, great wide receiver for the Bears that beat a and M. I I mean, they had a shot. They had a shot. Back then, getting six wins and getting bowl eligible would have been an enormous thing. 
they had not been to a bowl game, unless I'm missing something, it would would have been around my senior year at Baylor. They did go to a bowl game. I think that was uh, either 95 or 96. I think it was 95 under Reedy. They went to the Alamo Bowl, and that was it. That was it for years and years and years. And, you know, Guy Morris had them battling for that. And uh, Baylor went ahead and made a move and uh, hired Art Bryles after that and obviously won a lot of games. But uh, Guy Morris, very honorable man and uh, and a great NFL career. So uh, we lost him uh, yesterday at the age of 71. The new uh, Associated Press, sorry, uh, the uh, new Associated Press poll is out today. Georgia moves ahead of Ohio State, despite Ohio State winning their game against Notre Dame, and moves up to number two. Alabama, of course, is still number one, receiving 44 first-place votes. Georgia receives 17, Ohio State two. The top five, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson, Texas A&M is number six, Oklahoma number seven, Baylor nine, Oklahoma State 11. Baylor's opponent this weekend, uh, Saturday night, BYU is 21, and Houston remains number 25 after their victory over UTSA over the weekend. All right, Aaron, did um, wasn't it Oklahoma nine and Baylor 10 in the previous poll? Kind of interesting. Um, is that right? I'm just trying to remember the first AP poll before this week. But for Oklahoma to be up there at seven, uh, and again, the AP poll is interesting. Certainly the college football playoff poll is what matters the most in the end, but the AP is instructive. The Bears move up one spot, and I think that's appropriate. You know, I... I guess the fact that Notre Dame kind of at least hung in that game, they didn't fall that much, and so they stay in the AP poll ahead of the uh, the Bears. I, I I'm I'm scared to death of this BYU team. I think they're deeper than they're going to be next year in their first year in the Big Twelve. I think they are deeper, and I I, I don't know if they're going to get these two receivers back for this game or not. Uh, Nakua is just a tremendous player. Romney's a nice player, too. They catch everything. They're both dangerous. Nakua, for whatever reason, is the one that scares me the most. He hurt his, he was in a uh, walking boot. Maybe he had some crutches uh, in that game against uh, South Florida. Romney, I don't believe, even played in that game. Those are two big names coming out of that thing. I think BYU's probably too low from the AP right now. Like, I, I think they're good enough to be up there around 14 or 15. thought that was interesting, Aaron. The highest-ranked team the, uh, the, the BYU has hosted since USC came in as the number one-ranked team in the country in 2004. That's been a long, long time. In fact, if you think back about it, that would have been Pete Carroll's. USC Trojans if you go all the way back to 2004 and of course that probably would have been maybe Matt Leinart coach uh, you know in uh, running that team uh, perhaps Reggie Bush was still there uh, back in 2004. 
LSU defensive lineman Mason Smith is out for the rest of the season after he suffered a torn ACL in Sunday's loss to Florida State. It came as he was celebrating. The sophomore was excited on Florida State's first offensive drive of the game and appeared to land awkwardly as he was celebrating and ended up with a blown ACL. He was checked out in uh, LSU's medical tent on the sidelines and then walked back to the locker room with a slight limp, but he did not return to the field, and he will be out for the rest of the year. He was one of the best freshman defensive linemen in the country in 2021. He had 19 tackles, five tackles for loss, and four sacks. Just just really unfortunate. Yeah, I'd say so. And uh, very costly celebration. I mean, there was some weird stuff in that LSU game. And they showed a lot of... Uh, Hart, you know, driving all the way down the field at the end, but then to not get it, be able to get it done, the special teams, that look on Brian Kelly's face, uh, it was, uh, they went from really not deserving to win to having a great chance to send it to overtime and then get the uh, extra point blocked. What a mess that was. And, and um, uh, the other play that stands out to me, Aaron, which was really silly, was the number 11 for LSU just took some kind of, you know, sometimes you don't know if targeting, you know, what targeting is. And then every once in a while, somebody does something so boneheaded and you're just like, oh, my gosh, how could you even? I mean, it was kind of like that guy who threw shaping down. Like, oh, really? You're going to go deck shaping? Just take a clean run at a guy who's uh, defenseless and, and, and has no clue why you're hitting him after he's had a handoff? Well, there was one play. Or they went in there and hit that Florida State quarterback, and he just went hardcore and launched himself helmet to helmet. Well, I mean, again, sometimes I feel for the defensive player because you're like, okay, what's he supposed to do? How low can you get and all that kind of stuff? So, anyway, I was talking to a high school coach, Aaron, the other day, and there's a new rule where you can't cut block anybody outside the tackle box. And kid goes, and they've been teaching this for years, you know, how to how to be out in the open field and, and how to cut block somebody. And they cut block the defensive end. And the ref said, no, he was outside the tackle box. Well, if the defensive end lines up on the line of scrimmage, how is that outside the <laughs> tackle box? And they caught, they said, no, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, that was a, that was a rough call. Uh, and... Uh, these high school officials, though, let's be nice to them. There's a shortage of officials right now, and we got a shortage of coaches, too. Not as many people are going into coaching, and not as many people are officiating. And uh, we need some of both. And I, I was just talking to uh, uh, the coach of a, uh, of a major team up in the Metroplex, and they were bemoaning that fact. But... Uh, I'll tell you how we get more officials. We pay them a little more money if we can, and we are kinder to them. you got to get the coaches and the players to be somewhat respectful because for like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever it is, I mean, do I really want to go spend three, three and a half hours of my evening getting screamed at the whole time? Oh, let me go be a linesman and mark the ball and have everybody questioning every single thing I do. Like, I... It's hard, it's hard to even imagine wanting to do that. but uh, And then we wonder why we have a shortage of officials.
Yeah, there's been multiple games just right here in Central Texas that have had to change days, including Martin Marlin last week uh, because of, of lack of officials. It's, it really is uh, becoming a worse problem. Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman has been cleared to return to action, the school announced today. Hartman, a three-year starter, was sidelined last month with what the school called a non-football injury. Today, Wake Forest acknowledged Hartman was diagnosed with Paget-Schroeder syndrome. I think I got that right. Paget-Schroeder syndrome, also known as effort thrombosis. It's a blood clot often associated with repeated strenuous activity. Hartman underwent surgery on August 9th to have the clot removed. And a follow-up ultrasound Friday confirmed he had no signs of additional clotting. He could play in the number 23 Demon Deacon Saturday game against Vanderbilt. Good. Good. I, that's good news. I like before you attempted that, Aaron. You just kind of you just kind of gathered yourself there. I'd read it. Like I thought, I had lost you there for a minute. I thought maybe you'd. And then next thing you know, it's almost kind of like a dramatic buildup. And then you're like Peugeot thrombosis. I mean, I, it was what we call in the business kind of a pregnant pause. My goodness. Well, and but, that's because I I I knew how to pronounce it. I got the pronunciation, uh-huh. and yeah. then I read it. Three times to myself, that way I wouldn't forget, and then I yeah. just, I choked. I just totally froze <laughs> up. I did. I saw it, and I was like, Paget? No, that's not right. That's no. so I just, there was silence. No. That's that's kind of like what you used to do with, uh, you just couldn't quite get it through your head about a former Baylor quarterback whose name was spelled G-E-R-R-Y. Yes, who I, had re- who I had followed since high school I when know, Baylor was recruiting, and I would still say Jerry. I know. Every well, occasion. You had, you had company because people on, like, national TV were, were doing it as well. Yeah, it was uh, that, that and uh, a former Baylor basketball player who's now at Illinois. I had uh, frequently, unfortunately, mispronounced That's okay. their names. But uh, it was not because I didn't know them. It was just, it's just kind of a tick, I guess. Texas a and okay. coach Jimbo Fisher, Fisher is, <laughs> is leaving his options open in terms of where his college football career could come to a close. The 56-year-old coach recently was asked in an interview with WDTV in Weston, West Virginia, if he would specifically consider coaching at his home state's flagship school. Fisher didn't hesitate. He said, you don't ever say never in this business. Home is home. West Virginia is always dear to my heart. I love them. I always have. I always rooted for them my whole life. You never say never in this business where it takes you. I'm happy where I'm at, and I love where I'm at, but home is home. So Jimbo (laughs) Fisher leaving the door open for that exit to – Maybe coach West Virginia sometime in the future. Yeah, that's so not. I'm sure Neil Brown, the guy just had that. I bet that makes him feel great. Jimbo's out there. Yeah, I'd love to go home and coach. Meanwhile, the Aggies are paying him like $10 million a year, and he's yearning for the country roads, wants to go home. I mean, can we just leave Neil Brown alone? I mean, they, he, he had a game in hand. He had a guy. He made a bad call made a bad decision, 
to not go for it there. And he punted the ball away, and he got himself beat. And now he has to, I mean, if, if it's not bad enough, he's got Jimbo now pining away for his job. Home is home. You know what happens is these guys lose their minds. They get on with, like, WDET or whatever you said it was in West Virginia, and they're like, I can say anything I want. I mean, there's nobody back at College Station who's going right, to hear like this. It, it's like it won't yeah, he's like, I love home is home. It's like, oh, Jimbo. I mean, my gosh, you would think. I tell you, money does not buy common sense. Speaking of uh, Texas A&M, after having the top recruiting class in the country last year, they're recruiting although not off to a terrible start, has been off to kind of a slow start, especially consider, considering last year. But it got a big addition today as they got a commitment from Bravion Rogers. He is a 5'11", 185-pound defensive back from LaGrange. ESPN has him rated as the number 61 prospect overall in the country and the number 13 in the state of Texas. His He was originally committed to Texas A&M, decommitted, then recommitted. His recommitment gives Texas A&M five ESPN top 300 recruits and 10 total in the 2023 class. Yeah, did you see what Saban said when that came out today? No. Said they're, it's the best, oh, the best DB money could buy. <laughs> Saban, Saban's already labeling this thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Saban didn't say anything. Uh, but what did you say he was from? La, did you say LaGrange? LaGrange or is yeah. this, oh, my. Whoa, that is football. That is football royalty in LaGrange. What was that text in, if you remember, that coach? He's no longer with us. He was the coach. He won a couple of state titles at LaGrange back in the day. One of the greatest high school coaches in the history of Texas. And I want to say his first name was Hugh, H-U-G-H. What was his last name? Two free sandwiches at Schmaltz's for the first first person who can answer that question. 254-662-1660. Who was that famous coach at LaGrange? His first name was Hugh. Can't think of his second name, his last name. All right, uh, it is time for the dismount. We have to say a tearful goodbye to our uh, all our listeners out there. And then, Aaron, let's check the text to line i can't even remember i was asking something on the text line earlier today i feel like i ought to check back on it and see if anybody weighed in 254-662-1660 dismounts next Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership, or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. 
make your trash disappear, call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683, or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lunch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Former Baylor coach Guy Morris passed away yesterday at the age of 71. Clemson beat Georgia Tech 41-10 to end week one of college football. Week one of the NFL gets started Thursday night with Buffalo facing the L.A. Rams. Cowboys kick off Sunday night football with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB's Kyle King and Tommy Bowden were named ASC Players of the Week. UMHB is on the road this week to face Whitewater. And you can catch the Larry Harmon Show to Night at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Astros take game one of the series with the Rangers. Game two tonight. Rangers try to snap a nine-game losing streak. First pitch at 7.05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is time for the dismount. It's the very end of the program. We have to say goodnight. Been a strong show. Michael Woodson, Kevin Reynolds, Dominique Ziegler, former Baylor, great, then played in the NFL for several years. Uh, went over to the uh, 49ers, and he was always a big fan of Jerry Rice and the whole gang, and he joined that organization. Earlier today, I let our listeners have an opportunity to uh, spout off on who, you know, what was their best fantasy pick, all right? Everybody loves hearing who, you know, other people's 
fantasy teams. It's a it's always a great conversation starter. Now, Aaron, we had a, a, a few people uh, texted in on the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, what did uh, what are some of the picks out there? What were they? Who are they? Who are they excited about drafting? One was back in the day. Uh, Mark said in 2013 he drafted Peyton Manning in the fourth round. That year was the year that Peyton Manning set the NFL record with 55 TD passes. So that turned out to be a really good pick. And then Jerry sent us in his fantasy roster this year and kind of wanted it, I guess, uh, look at it and grade it. And I would give it a solid B+. He drafted a pretty good fantasy team. He's got Dak at quarterback. He's got really good receivers with Mike Evans and Devontae Adams. Good good uh, tight end and Darren Waller. And his running backs, Najee Harris and Cam Akers. Not a big fan of Cam Akers, but Najee's good. And usually running back two is always going to be your weakest position in fantasy. So solid B-plus for that for his uh, fantasy draft. All right, if you want me to show up at your fantasy draft next year, just text in. I'll show up. I'll uh, annoy everybody in your group, but I will give you some wisdom and kind of help you know who to select. Uh, yeah, fi- we'll find a way to make that happen. Mostly attends your next fantasy football draft. This could be a promotion in itself. All right, everybody have a tremendous evening, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, which is Wednesday, as we get ready. BYU Baylor is sneaking up on us 4 o'clock tomorrow. Good night, everyone. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on 